Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining this edition of The Rig Report. My name is Kat Shear, and I'll be your host. It's been an exciting weekend following the quarterfinals. We've got five workouts to take a look at, a heavy lift, some crazy Metcons, lots of speed, lots of excitement. We've been trolling the leaderboards all weekend, and we meet up with Cheryl Nasso, friend of the show, who is a newly minted Mayhem athlete, to talk a little bit about how her weekend went with the quarterfinals. What's up guys. Uh, happy Sunday. I just finished up all of the quarterfinal workouts from this weekend. And I just want to say congratulations to all of you guys out there that qualified for the quarterfinals and for all of you guys out there that just finished the workouts. And hopefully your legs are just as sore as mine are. Actually, my legs feel much better today than they did yesterday, but yesterday they were really sore. Uh, but guys, congratulations. It's over. And for some of you guys, you might be moving on to semifinals for others. Maybe you have another qualifier coming up, whether it's age group or teens or team. Um, and for others, it's the end of your season and you're looking at next year. So a couple of things that I'm going to give you guys as tips going into this week, but also some takeaways for myself and for you guys off of the quarterfinals. So number one tip right now, this is the only tip I'm going to give you is this week should be a deload week. Deload week is going to look different for everybody, but I know that there's going to be people out there that are going to be so fired up to get back in the gym and start working on their weaknesses and that kind of stuff. This is not the week to do that. You've got plenty of time. Even if you are going on to the semifinals, take this week. Promise you, you're going to feel so much better because you need this little break in your week It's going or in your, in your season. It's going to allow you to ramp back up going into semifinals, or it's going to give you guys the opportunity to recover and reassess and get ready for the next season. So take this week, not just physically, but mentally, all of that energy is so draining. I was talking to somebody yesterday about how mentally drained I was, even though I was doing less volume and I had less work stress. I was so tired because I'd been thinking about these workouts all weekend and the, and the preparation and the lead up and, and the strategy and then second guessing and then waiting for the leaderboard, all of that stuff, all of that stress, right? So give yourself this week to just recover a little bit. So now I want to go into my takeaways because I'm going to be honest. I really had a good time, <laughs> call it a good time. I actually said that these, these were nobody that says any, anybody that says comp competing is fun needs to realize it's not that it's fun. It makes you happy. There's two different things because most of the time we don't feel like we're having fun when we're doing God knows how many shuttle runs, right? Or wall balls, or we don't feel in that moment like this is so fun. We are testing ourselves and it makes us happy to see what we're capable of. So make sure we differentiate between fun and happiness. But, so let's go ahead and go over my takeaways. Number one, I thought the programming was great. I think that they did a really good job with the volume. I don't think it was too much for people that this was their first quarterfinals event. Uh, and I think that it was enough for people that were at the higher level. I think that it got enough tests in, in different time domains, in different, you know, obviously different types of workouts. So for the, the lifters, they had the other total and the, the heavy snatch workout technically, I guess is going to be more of a heavier person's uh, workout. And then you've got your lighter skill work, which is like going to be like the muscle up workout and the handstand pushup workout. I think it was really good for everybody. And I also like that it was all inclusive. So whether people were, you know, just didn't have a muscle up or couldn't snatch 185 or 135 pounds, or they've been doing it for a while, you could still do the workout. Whereas I think that sometimes the workouts end up stopping people in the beginning and that it kind of sucks. You sign up, you pay 50 bucks, and now you can't even do all the workouts. So I thought it was a really good way for them to include everybody, but still test the fittest. So I did love that. My only real complaint of the programming was I would have liked to see um, like a moderately heavy power clean or something like that, because I think that that would have fit a little bit better than having the two single leg movements, the uh, single leg squats, 
And then we had the lunges. It was kind of almost double wham, but it was also the same day. So maybe that was the intent, which is what I'm, my thoughts are is they were, it was kind of meant to blow up your legs a little bit before <laughs> then we had to do shuttle runs or wall balls. But um, it was kind of similar to the open where they had like the two first two workouts were very similar in their movement pattern. So um, I would have liked a little bit more variety there, but other than that, the workouts were really good. I thought that they were all good tests um, and well-balanced. So last thing that I want to leave you guys with is my one tip and my one takeaway um, is this is the time in your year to take risks. This is a time in your season to see what you're capable of. So if you did take this weekend and you took some risks and maybe you took a risk and you got the the PR that you wanted, maybe you took a risk and the workout didn't go the way you wanted, whichever way that is okay. Be proud of your decision and be confident in your decision because this is the time to do that. We don't do this all year round. We would beat ourselves into the ground if we did that all year round. So this is the time to do that. Now, going into the drawing board and going into next season and, and knowing that this level of intensity is not something that you guys should be doing every single day, make sure that you fit these little tests in throughout your cycles, but make sure that they make up less than 10% of your overall fitness. Because if you make them too much of your fitness, you will end up losing out on your fitness. So that's it guys. So a couple of things, if you guys are moving on to quarter and uh, in, in moving on to semifinals, Good luck. Make, make sure you're taking this week off to kind of recover a little bit and get yourself ready for the next stages. If this is the end of your season, make sure you take this week to deload and get yourself ready for the whole next year, whatever it looks like to you. So next up, our friends from Fantasy Fitnessing are going to take us through the, the results of those exciting matchups from the quarterfinals. Hi, everybody. It's Catherine and Dave here from Fantasy Fitnessing, and we are here for our quarterfinals news or noise podcast. We're just going to run through a few different athletes, sort of some outcomes from the weekend and see what we think about things, just cover off a few different athletes. So here we go. Um, starting off with Chandler Smith. So Chandler Smith uh, was second in North America on the men's side. Uh, to me, this is um, some big news for him and just his performance um, at this level. Um, so last year he did finish 11th in quarterfinals, um, but then to see him bump up this year to second and to be in contention for first place. So he was, I guess, 26 behind, points behind Medeiros. Um, like that, while it is just a few positions, it does, to me, seem like a big jump in comp competitiveness. So... Um, I'm hoping he is able to carry this forward, um, like what I saw out of the open, like what I see here. So hopefully this translates through semifinals in the game. So um, I think this performance is something to watch. Yeah, for sure. Seeing him up in second place is really good. He just had solid performances across the board, 15th, 22nd. He was 63rd and worked out 3 for his lowest one, and then 14th and 4th. Like, those are just solid. And then Spencer Pancheck. So Spencer Pancheck finished 11th um, in North America. Um, but again, like this to me is some noise. Uh, he was 11th here. He was 10th in quarterfinals last year. Finished 27th in the Open this year and was 28th in the Open last year. So almost identical finishes for him for the first two stages. Um, to me, it's how he is able to transition this into a semifinal performance. Um, so I think that... Um, you know, even though solid results, I think for him, it's all going to come down to semifinals. Um, obviously, it's going to come down to semifinals, but um, I don't think there's anything we can take out of this performance that um, we didn't see last year. 
True. And he was seventh at um, West Coast Classic last year. But he's also transitioning who he's training. Like, Saxon's gone to Proven, and I believe Spencer is going to be one of the Brute crew as well. As well. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how that, um, again, like, Saxon's changed it for his reasons, but Spencer's probably changing it for the same ones. So it'll be interesting to see, like, they have made changes, so there might be changes in the outcome of the season for him. But it's interesting, like, identical two years in a row for the first through, first two stages. And then on to a little South American men of Guy Malajeros. Yeah, so uh, I started off with just kind of this being a, a noise type of uh, segment. Just, you know, Guy winning South America wasn't really that big of a stretch. But then when CrossFit came out with the worldwide leaderboard, kind of caught my attention that he's second overall in the world. Um, so, you know, to me, that stands out as um, something that we want to follow. Um, really kind of highlights that, you know, training with, you know, Rich Froning is kind of paying off. Um, I guess you can learn some things there. So um, excited to see this from him going forward, um, just across the board. I just kind of, you know, as a side note on this, um, there was four South American athletes who finished in the top 40 worldwide on the men's side. So um, that strength of field at that you know, kind of in the, I guess that continent um, is quite strong. So to see those four athletes in the top 40, um, that that field was a little bit more difficult than we probably gave it credit for going in. And just a little shout out to who those guys are. So Guy was second on the worldwide leaderboard and Augustine Raquelme was 13th. Nicholas Bidart was 21st, and Kaike Servini was 39th. Next, let's switch over to the women and start with a little North America women action with um, some young guns of Emma Lawson and Olivia Kerstetter. Yeah, so Emma Lawson, Olivia Kerstetter, um, both, you know, legitimate in the teen division. Um, Emma Lawson was the fittest teen or fittest, yeah, teen on earth last year from that standpoint. She finishes sixth overall, uh, where Kerstetter finishes eighth overall. Um, you know, Lawson, 17 years old, going into this season, or her age 17 season, Kerstetter 16, um, training uh, kind of out of Jacob Hetner's um, old stomping ground there. So, yeah, no, it, fantastic performances, you know, just shows the you know, depth of field and like the strength out of these teen athletes coming into the women's division, just following along with what Mal O'Brien and Emma Carey did last year. Um, it'll be interesting to see what their next steps are. Uh, I don't know the, the rule book inside and out. So I hope they are able to qualify as teen athletes as well as give it a shot in a semifinal. Um, you know, I think it's unfair for them to have to choose one or another. Uh, just you know risk giving up that game season but um you know phenomenal performances out of these two all right i think that's our news and noise for the quarterfinals so the next games that we'll be running will be for the semifinals make sure that you um, have an account at fantasyfitnessing.com and we will send you all those kickoff emails as the games get prepped follow us on instagram at fantasyfitnessing um, keep you up to date with all the news there and some stat posts that we throw in along the way and yeah have fun fitnessing and i'll see you on the leaderboard 
we caught up with the GOAT himself, Matt Fraser, to talk a little bit about Hard Work Pays Off, his relationship with Matt O'Keefe, and what's next for the champ. Hey everyone, we are sitting here with the two Matts, O'Keefe and Fraser. Uh, Matt talked about how the two of you met. I'm sorry, O'Keefe talked about how you two met and um, that it was a sponsor-athlete relationship. How did that bloom into the friendship it is today? Oh, man. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of different factors that went into it. Um, you know, um, you know when, when he first approached me to sponsor me, you know, he had an, uh, an apparel company, Redline Gear. And, uh, and you know, I, I didn't know what to think of him. You know, I was like, hey, like, I don't know what you're doing with this, but, you know, if you're if there's free t-shirts, t-shirts involved, I'm in. And, uh, you know, we just started traveling more and more and he was offering to help more and more. And, you know, I, I couldn't figure out his angle. Um, you know, I just assumed that he was, you know, saving up enough favors to ask for one in return or something. Um, and then, and then we, we came to the point where, you know, I started having some, uh, success in the space and then some bigger sponsors started coming in, but, uh, you know, O'Keefe, own my rights, uh, for apparel. And, and, you know, he just said, you know, we had these offers and he was like, Hey man, I'm not going to stand in your way. They're, they're offering something I can't compete with. We'll just void our contract. So, you know, I'm not getting in the way of this amazing opportunity. And that's, that's when I think that was the final, you know, the final thing that happened that I was like, okay, he's, he's just here to be, you know, the best service to the athletes as possible. Um, and then after that, you know, he had, he had my trust without me ever, ever questioning it. And, uh, you know, it just kind of blossomed from there, you know, anyway, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it just kind of, kind of grew naturally over a couple of years. And then I would say probably by two, two years in, um, you know, I'm not getting on an airplane without him by my side. I'm not getting, you know, I'm not traveling anywhere without his help. I'm not doing any deals without him, without his approval or his critiques to it. Um, and then, you know, he's had my coach's band every year at the game. So he's been there through, through the highs, through the lows, through everything. That, that is awesome. And I, I say this every time O'Keefe is on those red line shorts were the best ever made. <laughs> oh man. We, we have some <laughs> funny awesome. stories about those, like the, the size that I had to wear to, you know, they were huge on my waist, but, uh, but like tight around my, my quads and ass. And, and I never realized how, how big they were on me. And so my, my wife, Sammy always jokes. She's like, I, I never saw your kneecaps until like three years into our relationship. Cause these shorts hung so low. <laughs> and then like, I had, the, I had a few pairs that, you know, they were broken in, they were nice and soft. They fit me really well. And O'Keefe kept trying like, Hey man, here, here, take some new shorts, take some new shorts. And I'm like, I'm like, no, no, I like these ones. I'm good. I'm good. I didn't realize that you know, he, he was like, dude, those shorts are so old and they look like shit. Like, please put on a new pair. And I'm just like, no, these are my cozy ones. You know, they, they're all broken in. (laughs) (laughs) So now that Matt's coaching, you used to be his like coach band, wherever you'd go. Right now he's coaching other athletes. Are, do you play the same role with Matt during the weekend that his athletes are performing? Yeah, it's interesting. This weekend was, um, well, we had a little bit in the open, you know, but that's, you know, 
you know, a lot of people in, I think the greater CrossFit community don't, uh, I mean, those guys are competing in the open, but even less now, like they're competing that moment. Like it's not a lot of thought for them to get through the open at this point, the open had more weight in the past at different times, but um, without that second layer before the regionals, it did take on a bigger um, level of importance to those guys that they performed than it does today. So, you know, I saw this last weekend, I got, you know, to really realize, you know, what my role might be in sort of some of the stuff that's going on now with HWPO and his coaching relationships. And it is, um, he's, um, he's got all the tools. He's a great coach. And I think it's, you know, what something I spoke to earlier is maybe just some reminders at times that people aren't him, um, which is hard, you know, for him to understand sometimes. But I think he really learned a lot about himself, even the first day this weekend, which is like, hey, you know, this is a journey, you know, I'm dealing with an 18 year old that's newer. And then, you know, Jason, who was a far this weekend and Jake, those guys are younger competitors. And that, you know, a lot of my work isn't, you know, X's and O's physical, it's mental, you know, and really helping them understand all the work he did, you know, for eight years to tune his mind. So, yeah, I mean, I see myself just as someone that can be there to remind him um, of, you know, what it, what it was for me to go through what he's now going through. And he's doing a lot of that where he's like, man, I just had no idea what this was like for you. It's exhausting. And, you know, um, I, you know, he always had respect, but he's like, my respect level has gone up on, you know, how calm and cool and collected you are in moments because it's frantic at times. So he's going to be incredible at this. He already is, by the way. Um, and I think, you know, yeah, I'll be there to, you know, help him, um, you know, as he experiences some things that I think are new for him because he's uniquely wired. You know, he's just one of these people that I said earlier, like, you know, some things are matter of fact to that, to him that aren't, to no, aren't nobody else can sort of, you know, wrap themselves around that and it needs to be learned behavior. So uh, he's a great teacher, has done a phenomenal job with the people that we work with now. And uh, it's a bright future for him as a coach. Well, you can tell by reading his book that he has that, that gene to be a teacher. The way he explains everything through his book is very much like that. Um, I just think it's cool that you're there to kind of, be that shoulder to lean on because you were in his role. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Honestly, I think, um, you know, I played a unique role in that I wasn't his coach, but then became that role in competition, which can be very interesting because, you know, I'm not necessarily, you know, I spent a lot of time with Matt at the gym. So it wasn't like I wasn't present and understanding where he was at and, you know, how to help him, build confidence around things I've seen in the gym or, you know, things to pay attention to, but it, it, it was unique in a coaching from a coaching perspective to say like, Hey, all year, you're sort of like not in that role. And then at the Super Bowl, you're going to be in that role. I'm going to be looking at you for X, Y, and Z, um, which I've always sort of made the analogy to being a caddy, you know, golfers do a lot of their work in silence and then they get thrust into the masters with this guy that's carrying their bag. That's really on the Island with them. Um, so, yeah, I think like that part of our history, I think I can be really helpful in, you know, our success with athletes because um, I just have a deep understanding of, people and how they act in adversity because I got to sort of see him process that and then contribute to it um, 
you know, and I, I look forward to helping them with that and him, you know, get through that with them. Um, you know, he's again, got all the tools. Um, but you know, we know that the collection of all our subs makes up what we think is the best solution for anyone in the business. Um, and, uh, I'm really excited to see how that plays out this year. The games will be, you know, everything will be like a first again, you know, I, I don't, and I think he's really realizing that most, which is like the games are not what he, um, has experienced. I think he knows that he's essentially going to be, uh, sort of a rookie in his role. Um, because, you know, as he went through quarterfinals, it's, um, he's, you know, he's understanding, um, that, you know, he's got to support in ways that he never really needed to pay a whole lot of attention to because he sort of owned his stuff and I owned the stuff that he wanted me to own. So, um, it's just a mentality shift that nobody honestly will be better at than him because, you know, when he gets, uh, you know, sort of dealt a hand or a challenge, um, he's shown, uh, you know, to be pretty uh, successful at that. Josh Hicks, founder of Medic RX, which is a health and safety curriculum for coaches and affiliates, is back to talk about how his program is now fully accredited and seminars are being scheduled worldwide. Yep. All, right, all right, everyone, we are here with Josh Hicks, um, volunteer extraordinaire, medical team lead, um, just all around good guy. We've had him on the podcast before. This is the first time on the rig report. Um, but we're going to talk about a new program that Josh has developed over the last, hasn't even been a year, has it? No, not really. Uh, and it's a way to make people safer, um, and to be able to take care of them if an injury occurs within your affiliate. And so I'm going to let Josh explain it briefly. Um, and we're going with the medic RX. Yep. Yeah. We, um, a couple of the members of the med team that we work with all the time, kind of set this up and, uh, we wanted to create a better, safer, uh, affiliate environment. And it kind of came about over the course of, uh, you know, a couple of events with some of the volunteers and staff asking me to do some CPR stuff. And I realized, hey, I've got the means and a way to do this. I should just coordinate it into a seminar. So we fit it into a two-day seminar. Um, and it will basically affiliate owners, coaches, or really anybody who wants to take it with uh, CPR AD training, as well as first aid and bloodborne pathogens, their decontaminants kind of shoehorn some other stuff in there as well. Uh, being from the affiliate owner background, also being a coach working these events kind of gave me the ability to see some areas that were not really trained on. But then I have another unique look being a paramedic full-time of coming into these affiliates or into gyms, really a business at all, and noticing some areas that could be taught but never really are. So those are added into it as well. The big thing, the big takeaway from this is that we're an accredited class uh, through the American Safety and Health Institute. Now, the American um, American National Standards Institute, ANSI, is the same uh, standard uh, standardization body that accredits all of our CrossFit Level 1, Level 2, Level 3, all of that stuff. So we're kind of in the same category as that. And what that means for this class or the seminar is that when you leave, you will get a functional lifesaver certification, which we're working 
with CrossFit training on some other stuff with that as well. Um, but you'll you'll get that certification as well as a CPR AED through ASHI, uh, first aid, uh, which is uh, lean towards minor trauma and or field trauma, I should say, and uh, bloodborne pathogens. Uh, those are professional certifications. So if you're in healthcare, you could go to your employers and say, hey, I've already had this and show them these certifications and they operate outside CrossFit standing. It's not exclusively CrossFit. But what we've done with these classes, we've made them geared towards uh, the affiliate environment. And what I mean by that is a lot of injuries, you know, we're not we're not going to see any eviscerations. God, I hope we don't see any eviscerations or, um, you know, major um, gunshot wounds, stab wounds inside of an affiliate. Or I, I don't really know where your affiliate's at. Maybe that's a possibility, but we'll kind of prepare you for that. But the uh, the standards of this are going to be geared towards the injuries that we routinely see, as well as some worst case scenario stuff. The CPR is geared towards a coach or an affiliate owner, because anytime anything happens in an affiliate, uh, even if it's a question on workout or if it's an injury, the first place people look to for information is the coach or the affiliate owner, which is usually a dual role. So we wanted to make sure to build some confidence in that. And that's that's where we came up with the Medic RX. Uh, you know, it's familiar terminology. The, the course itself, the scenarios have all been replaced. We went through the entire curriculum and changed it all to uh, lean it towards CrossFit so that when you see these terminologies, we understand um, the methodology behind CrossFit. We understand some of the derivatives of injury that you can see in CrossFit, and those are incorporated into the class. So this is not your standard CPR class. The other big thing that I wanted to look towards was bloodborne pathogens. So bloodborne pathogens is pretty routinely used inside of like a medical facility, not really a gym or an affiliate. So we've modified it for that. Um, but that's, that's primarily the cliff notes version of what it is. Of course, it'll go much more in depth, but. Right. And so what I want to make clear first is you had mentioned that you are trying to get, um, some kind of approval through CrossFit to be or like a recommended partner or uh, class, but if I'm interested in getting this certification, which is nationally recognized, I can do that today. Yes. Uh, we have the website set up. We just bought our domain a couple of months ago. We've been in the process of transferring it over to our new website host. So right now the website address is a little different than it's going to be, but not much. So our website is the-medic-rx dot squarespace.com now it will squarespace will be dropped whenever the other stuff which i'm expecting basically any day now um and it'll be modified on our website when you go into the website you can click in the top corner and there's a little drop down menu for contact if you want more information there's a form to fill out and it will email me directly i can answer the questions i can set up a zoom call conference call whatever you'd like uh, to give you all the information on this, if you have decided you want to host this class, this seminar, there's a button at the bottom for that as well. So you can click that and then we'll follow up with the rest of the information, um, which is, you know, kind of goes along with what you'll need at the affiliate, um, kind of how we do it, our, our setup, how we, how, what to expect from it. And the, and the, the processes that you would come to an affiliate 
and conduct a two-day course over the weekend uh, using an affiliate, and then you can invite people in uh, to fill up that class. Yes. So our intensive goal right now is to cap the class at 30 people. I have taught these classes before. Um, I have a long-standing history as an educator in the emergency medicine area in EMS, and we've taught classes that are massive. I'm talking 50, 75, 100 people. You cannot effectively teach the skills unless you have a good instructor-to-student ratio. So that's what we're trying to achieve here. And what we're trying to do with that is we're going to cap the class at 30. You'll have three instructors, myself and two others, uh, probably my co-director, uh, Ryan Strozier, and uh, maybe another member of the med team that's kind of passed through the ANSI um, process to get their level four instructor certification through ASHI. ASHI, I, I meant to say ASHI, not ANSI. And um, so basically when we come down, what we'll do is we'll, when we break off into the skill section, we'll split these classes up into three groups of 10 with one instructor. And since we do CPR, we're going to do it as a um, single person rescuer and a dual person rescuer, but we're going to pair people off. So that's five groups of two for each instructor. We should be able to take an hour long period and everybody gets the process of watching not only other people make mistakes, but other people do things right and the instruction process. So it's a very, very intimate interaction, a lot like what you would see with a level one seminars or such. And this is the last point I want to make in this set. And I want to let people know that we're going to have you back on as this develops through the CrossFit um, curriculum or, or the process, whatever they have going on over there. Um, but the last thing I want to, to make a point of is that the company that facilitates the insurance for CrossFit affiliate owners it has approved and guaranteed a rate reduction if you take this course. Yeah, so we're we're actually still in the process of working this. It's already um, confirmed that we're going to be doing this. We just don't know exactly what uh, the finalized numbers are going to be. But we have partnered with CrossFit RRG. They um, cover a lot of you know affiliates, and that's that's their goal goal um, intention is to provide affiliates with good insurance protection. A lot of these insurance companies for affiliates don't necessarily know what we do so they base it off of a real basic gym setup and i think that leaves some holes so crossfit's risk and retention group rrg they actually understand us and it's community based so what they're doing with us is they're going to incorporate a discount process for taking this course because not only are you going to be uh, achieving a CPR, AD, and first aid certification for you or and and or your coaches, but it's also very directly oriented to CrossFit. So we don't exactly know what the finalized numbers are going to be, but there is going to be a discount if you're within that group. And I have contacted a few other uh, um, gym insurance companies, and and they have confirmed that with training, not not just ours, but with CPR, AD, and first aid training. They usually provide a rate decrease if you can provide proof of that. That's where the um, affiliation with uh, ANSI and ASHI being a, an accredited class, that's where it really comes in important. And, you know, that's a good take home from this, uh, this interview, too, is if you're coaches and you already have this certification and you haven't reached out to your insurance company, you really, really should. So that's 
basically the sum of that. But yeah, we're we're very excited for that. Uh, we still have a few hoops to jump through with. Uh, well, I won't say hoops, but we still have a. There's a process uh, for the accreditation through CrossFit, um, and it's it's coming along great. Uh, I want to first and foremost uphold the standard that CrossFit has for all of their training. You know, we we come to expect that anytime you take a CrossFit approved or preferred class. So that's what I want to provide with this course. So we're in the process of developing that. CrossFit's, um, they're, they're helping us in that process of um, the, the basically development of what we've already got into what they want to be preferred um, to uphold their standard, basically. But we're very well, close. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for jumping on. We'll have you back as you get down the road a little bit further. But I want you to give the way to contact you if you're interested in this curriculum. And it's through your website. So I'll give you one more time to, to get that out to everybody. Okay. You can find us on Instagram. It's the medic underscore or the underscore medic underscore RX. Uh, we have a logo uh, in our bio there's a link to the website i know it's kind of long right now we're dropping the square squarespace but it is the dash medic dash rx dot squarespace.com for right now that will be updated soon um also like to point out we have a press link on there and i'll probably post this on there as well but we also have the previous interview that you've done is under our press link on there so if anybody wants to get the early uh interviews with what we were trying to do and trend it along what we have done, they could track it with you guys, no problem. And it's linked right to the website. And that one's a much longer interview where you go into a lot more yeah. detail as to what this curriculum offers. Um, but this one is a big update into where you were then yeah. and where you are now. And we'll keep doing that as, as you keep moving down the road. So thank you, Josh, for jumping on with us, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Scott. And thanks for always being in my corner. This is great. Yeah, anytime, man. This is a great, great program, and I want to be behind it 100%. Awesome. That'll do it for this week. Thanks again for joining. I'm Kat Shear. We'll see you next time on The Rate Report.